0: Welcome to the podcast from Church of the Nazarene. Please subscribe to this podcast for the latest updates and new episodes. And you can also search for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. We also invite you to join us each Sunday morning at 9 on our YouTube channel or Facebook Live. You can also join us in person at 9 or 1030 for our English services or 1145 for our Spanish service. We also invite you to join Celebrate Recovery every Monday night at 630. Thanks for listening. So glad that you're here today. It was great to be with the men last evening. I think there were about 80 of us here. And uh, the thesis of uh, what we talked about was that a purified heart ushers in precise hearing. In other words, if uh, we're having trouble hearing God, it's not an ear issue, it's a heart issue. And in the story of Isaiah in chapter 6, Isaiah saw the Lord, but he didn't hear the Lord until his heart was purified. And right after that moment, Isaiah says, Then I heard the Lord. (laughs) Wow. I don't want to live a life uh, where God is silent. There are moments that He entrusts us with silence, seasons. But I, I must hear the voice of the Lord. As a matter of fact, his voice is my reward. And here's the good news. He wants us to hear him more than we want to hear him. So he's leaning our way. Well, this morning is kind of a continuation of that idea in some ways. I guess the word that I'm hanging on to uh, during these moments we have together is the word engage. Uh, Brother Adrian said connect and uh, that's the idea is that we connect with God, connect with one another but until we engage, connection will elude us. And even in the story of Isaiah uh, when he saw the Lord and he was purified he engaged because after hearing the voice of the lord isaiah said here i am here am i he he engaged with the lord and the connection was proven so what i what i have really is all i have i'm telling people that all i really have is prayer Everything else is just uh, what it is. All I have is prayer. Everything else is just winging it. So I live on a wing and a prayer. But prayer uh, the Lord is helping me to understand is becoming less about action. I, I believe in... The act of praying. There are times when we should set aside uh, for deep uh, intercessory prayer. Um, there certainly is a time for that. Jesus had a time for that in Gethsemane. He he, he was in the act of praying. As like sweat drops like blood. So there was action in that praying, but. But that was uh, not the rule of his life. That was the exception. The rule of his prayer life was that it was less about action and more about attitude and more about atmosphere. This is very freeing if if you begin to understand what I believe the Lord is teaching me finally is that My life is becoming a prayer. I mean, my whole life to breathe is to pray. It's the atmosphere of my life. It's all I have and it's all I need. (laughs) Everything flows from intimacy with Him. And so, I'm going to share this morning... uh, In two words, I guess it could be called prayer taught. If you come back this evening at 6, it will be prayer caught. I think we need both, but uh, maybe this service is more of the prelude of tonight's service. That's not a ploy to get you back, but it is an invitation. And so, engage, what do you mean, Pastor Kerry? Engaging in the Father in prayer. That's what I'm talking about. Connecting with Abba Father in prayer. engaging. you Look up the word engage. It's got a lot of beautiful synonyms. Occupy, capture, gain, captivate, hold, absorb, Engage participate, become involved in, enter into, launch, partake. And I love this one, engage, throw oneself into. I love the song, it's called an untitled hymn, Fall on Jesus, fall on Jesus. Throw oneself on to Jesus, that's prayer. And uh, that's engage. So let me share a few concepts that New Testament prayer is where I'm focusing. Last night it was Old Testament. But New Testament prayer, I want to share a few things. Uh, As often as prayer is mentioned in the Bible, in the King James Version, prayer is mentioned 547 times. Here's the good news you do not have the study from Genesis to Revelation to develop a correct and impactful theology or practice of praying. Isn't that freeing? It is for me. Well, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, if we want to have a correct and impactful theology and practice of prayer, we only need to listen to Jesus and look to Jesus. That's it. So this morning is the prayer taught. We're going to listen to Jesus This evening we're going to look to Jesus and I believe that if your prayer life is troubling to you, if you're not satisfied with where you are in your intimacy with the Lord, I believe that this weekend can be a reconnection and for some it may be a new connection but you'll need to engage you will need to say, like Isaiah, here, here am I, Lord. <laughs> Count me in. I am throwing myself onto you in prayer. So we just listen to Jesus and look to Jesus, and if our theology and our practice matches <laughs> what we see Jesus doing and who we see Jesus being in prayer... Victory. (laughs) Victory in prayer. We can see a victory. How how many of you, I I want you to answer this to your neighbor, would like to have such a connection with the Lord that he hears you and you hear him and prayers are answered. Just look to your neighbor and say yes or no. Okay. Okay. If nobody said anything to you, pray for them. <laughs> My mom says to me every once in a while, Carrie, I don't know how people make it without prayer. <laughs> I don't think people do make it. Now, we need to understand the importance of prayer, and if it's important, there are going to be obstacles. We know this. Let me share four obstacles with you in prayer. Prayer requires A heart that listens and listening is hard. When I first talked to Pastor Adrian and asked him, Is there a theme? or, you know, he didn't really point me in any direction. He said, The Lord will lead you. He said, But maybe we could uh, have a little bit of a clue about hearing the voice of God in the noise. (laughs) Well, that's kind of where I'm pointed. But prayer requires a heart that listens, and listening is hard. So that's the first obstacle. The second obstacle is we don't truly understand the power of prayer. And some people refuse to engage in prayer until they understand it all. (laughs) I'm like Vance Havner. I told the men last night. Vance Havner, the old Baptist evangelist from the Carolinas, he said, I don't understand electricity. Not going to sit around in the dark until I do. I hit the switch this is prayer friends so the obstacle is that we don't understand the power of prayer and how prayer works but just take the last two words I said, prayer works <laughs> we just have to engage but it's an obstacle because we don't understand it a third obstacle is our enemy, you know we have an enemy our enemy does everything he can to keep us from praying everything he can to keep us from praying. Because prayer is where we're going to see a victory. John Wesley said this, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. That's pretty solid. Pretty strenuous. Pretty straight. So the enemy does everything he can to keep us from praying. That's an obstacle, and the fourth obstacle is we are surrounded by pressures that force us into our comfort zone, and meaningful prayer does not usually happen in our comfort zone. <laughs> prayer becomes especially essential when we're uncomfortable, but the obstacle is the comfort zone. And so I, I wanted to begin by at least letting you know that I understand that there are obstacles to pray in and we should know what they are so that we can engage over them, go above them, make sure they do not trip us up. If you have your copy of Scripture, I'm in Matthew 6 for the next few minutes. Matthew 6, uh, verses 5 through 13 And so I said that we're going to listen to Jesus. So this is about the words, okay? We're going to listen to Jesus. It's about the words. Tonight we're going to look to Jesus and it's going to be about watch, watching Jesus, watching Jesus. But now it's words. And so it's what uh, Jesus said about prayer, the words he spoke, the words he taught, okay? Taught prayer is only a part of it. It must be caught. And so I want to make sure you know that we're, we're looking at the first part, the first phase is prayer taught and taught by Jesus. We're not looking from Genesis to Revelation. We're looking at Jesus. So in Matthew 6, 5 through 13, in my Bible, it says Jesus teaches prayer. Right there, uh, that passage. And so this is Jesus speaking. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, (laughs) go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father. Now, I'm going to stop as we go through this passage. Pray to your Father. Never forget that Jesus taught us that prayer is always an expression of the father-child relationship. (laughs) It's a family thing. I love what a friend we have in Jesus. I love all that friendship stuff. I think that's wonderful but Jesus said pray to your father because that's what he did (laughs) he's just telling us to do what he did he prayed to the father and he says pray to your father he doesn't say pray to my father it is his father but look what he's given to us pray to your father he's not just my father he's your father (laughs) he knows your name He knit you together fearfully and wonderfully in your mother's womb. He's your father. He's known you from, well, before your conception, he knew you. It's a father-child relationship. Too many people make prayer, a boss employee relationship. It's not, he's not the boss. He's not the man upstairs. He's the Father. He's your Father. He's my Father. Our hearts cry, Abba, Father. Quit approaching God like He's your boss. He hates that. Sometimes pastors up in Philadelphia, they introduce me to their congregation as their boss. I hate that. I'm not their father, though in Philadelphia wearing the cross, I get called that more than I do in these parts. (laughs) I don't want to be your boss. (laughs) I want to be your brother. (laughs) Introduce me as Brother Carrie. Not your boss. I might come down on you if you introduce me like that. God doesn't want to be our boss be our father. He says, pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, look at repetition. I love what Paul Harvey said. (laughs) Repetition is effective. Repetition is effective. (laughs) Repetition. Pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, (laughs) he comes right back to it. Then your father Who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This is what Jesus said. Will reward you. Prayer has an effect. It's not merely a conversation. It is a conversation. As a matter of fact, I think prayer is first and foremost staying in conversation with God. I think evangelism is first and foremost staying in conversation with the lost. I think discipleship is first and foremost staying in conversation with the found. So I believe that prayer is conversation. But Jesus said it's more than that. Your Father will reward you for praying. Thank you, Jesus. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them. Repetition, repetition, repetition for your father. <laughs> One thing I could not do was impress my father with words. <laughs> he, he was never impressed. Oh, but we try to impress the father with many words. Do not be like the Babylon pagans for your father knows what you need before you ask him. We spend too much time giving the father information. (laughs) Acting like he doesn't know our situation. (laughs) He must go, oh man. Good for them that God is love and love is patient. We just give him information, you know, like he doesn't know. But Jesus said, your father knows what you need before you ask him. We should still ask. But we should ask with confidence. Oh, father, my father, I know you already know. But I want you to know that I need you. I'm desperate for you. Uh, i was asked uh, a few months back and it happened a few weeks ago in san diego you ever been to san diego john maxwell said when we get to heaven i'm going to san diego on the weekends uh, it's nice weather it's a beautiful place but i went there for uh, the ds's uh, that's what they call me ds it could be district superintendent i like district servants sometimes i use dipstick it's just you know whatever fits but I got a call. I got a call. I am the least educated d s in the USA Canada. I know this. this I'm not making that up i'm not I'm just saying it was never on my bucket list to be a ds. <laughs> it was never my idea. Some of you know that, but I got a call from the regional director of the USA Canada. And he said, Carrie, we're going to have three general sessions out at San Diego. We want you to lead two of them. I said, what? He said, yeah. He said the first hour and 15 minutes, we want you to do the theology of prayer. And the Next hour and a half, we want you to lead us in prayer. I said, I'll do the second one. But God knew I needed this for myself. So the next thing I did was I emailed my very intelligent ghostwriter who helps me in difficult times with theology, you know him as Brian Charette. He's still my brother. And I said, help! So I told Brian, today Brian I'm going to be using a little bit of your stuff. You might not recognize it, but it is yours. It was initially yours. He helped me dig out that session that I I didn't even know where to really begin. I was okay leading in prayer. But when I got up, I said to these DSs, you know, the hardest group to lead are your contemporaries, you know, those who do the same thing you do. So there's no harder congregation than a room full of preachers, if you're preaching, okay? And I know what some of them are thinking, at least two or three are thinking, what qualifies Carrie to lead us in this? They're not saying it out loud, but I I know they're thinking it because I'm thinking it. So I began by saying, I said, now, for the two or three of you who are thinking, what qualifies, Gary, to lead us in this? I've already had that question, so exhale. I said, I took it to the Lord, and the Lord gave me an answer. He said, Gary, well, one thing that qualifies you to lead in this is you are desperate for me. <laughs> I said, I'll take it. So when I started my lecture... I said, the only reason I'm leading this today is because mama couldn't make it. (laughs) Because my mother has been desperate all her life for God and has turned her into a person of prayer. (laughs) And I talk to her every day near about. And uh, I want to be like her when I grow up. Your father knows that you're desperate. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Uh, Verse 9, this then is how you should pray. (laughs) Repetition. Our Father. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I want you to write the word down, worship, if you're making notes. Because there's there's three ideas I'm going to harp on the rest of this message in tonight. And tomorrow night is CR. If you've never been to CR, you ought to show up at least once. This is your opportunity. I want you to write down the word worship. Hallowed be your name. What kind of prayers do we bring to the Lord? Well, Jesus said, You come with worship. Hallowed. That's worship. That's adoration. You come with prayers of adoration. That's what Jesus did. He's teaching us to pray how he prayed. And so we know that whatever Jesus did when he prayed, he began with worship. When we watch him pray tonight, you'll see it again. How many times do we begin our prayer with worship? With worship, not what James Spruill calls uh, whale belly praying. Help. No, it's okay to get to that eventually. (laughs) But worship. When you pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed, I worship your name. Your kingdom come. That's the second word. It's prayer of surrender. Your kingdom come means I, I have no agenda here, Father. I have no agenda. I worship you. I surrender to you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. We pray for God's will in prayer. It supersedes what we want. We pray for God's will in prayer. We worship Him and we pray, Your kingdom come, Your will be done. I surrender. Surrender follows worship quite naturally. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Now is time to make appeal. <laughs> worship, surrender, appeal. We don't always have to get them exactly in order. I understand that. But every time we go to our Father in prayer, we should come in worship, surrender, and appeal. Surrender is abandon. Worship is adoration. Surrender is abandon. Appeal is petition. We, we tell God what we believe we need, and, and, and we, we list specifically to Him You know, what we're asking for. And forgive us our debts. Uh, we don't only really need daily bread, this is appeal. We don't only really need daily bread, we need forgiveness. And we need help forgiving those who, <laughs> who are having trouble forgiving. <laughs> help us to forgive. And we appeal that He would not lead us into temptation. The idea is don't let temptation swallow us. <laughs> And don't let the temptation lead us into sin. This is appeal. We are appealing for what we need daily. uh, For forgiveness. That we would be those who forgive others. And that He would not lead us into a temptation that leads us away from Him. We pray for deliverance. From the evil one. I did that this morning. I, uh, I had this prayer on my heart. I, I, it, was, it was unusual really. But I, I prayed this prayer this morning. I prayed, Lord, don't let Satan sabotage your kingdom work among us. Please go before us, come behind us, be beneath us, do surround us, be above us and reign within us. Get glory for yourself and get good for souls. We fervently and constantly pray. I make an appeal I make an appeal that that he not only would not let temptation have us we're going to be tempted temptation is not sin but if we go into temptation and we remain there it leads to distancing us from the Father and we pray for deliverance deliverance from the evil one well I I'm not finished but I'm done for this morning and so uh, would you like to engage any of this? I don't know. It's up to you. Last night I invited the men in to engage, and they did. It kind of blew me away. The engagement that we experienced right here in this room last night. And uh, I was a lot longer. I preached a lot longer. Uh, a few of them were taking naps, you know, and uh, to me that's a great compliment when people can sleep when you're preaching. Uh, They haven't had any rest all weekend. Now they've found it. Uh, But that was good too. They were in the room. Uh, Would you like to engage in prayer taught? uh, As we listen to Jesus, the words about prayer, would you like to engage? Well, there's ways you can do that. And we've got a song that will encourage you to do that. Uh, We still have altars if you... If anybody would like to come kneel, you go ahead and leave your seat now. If you want to engage the Lord in prayer today, maybe you want to come and just get that rhythm going, that worship, that surrender, that appeal. Maybe it's been a while uh, since you addressed Him as your Father when you prayed. Uh, You looked at Him more like your boss or, you know, some distant friend. Uh, You didn't see Him as family uh, maybe you like to turn your chair into an altar uh, that was the preferred way last night uh, it seemed like the men just before I could hardly get it out of my mouth They had, it was like a pump shotgun going off in the room they they, they engaged and turned their chairs into, into altars and prayed, maybe you can't kneel, just lean on the chair in front of you I think that we ought to go ahead and engage and then tonight, Lord willing uh, we will move from the lecture to the laboratory and uh, from the words to watching Jesus. And I believe that uh, this morning, like last night, we had a, quite a few men recommit their lives to the Lord last night before we ever even forever shared the word. Uh, it, was, it was moving, seeing people move toward God. But uh, would you engage right now in whatever way you choose? Uh, This is a a prayer. This song is a prayer. And I've already alluded to it. But when you had to say words, you you can just kneel and say amen to this this song. Uh, It'll be a prayer, I believe, that God will honor. So would you engage? Would you respond? I invite you. Thank you so much for listening today. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel for updates and new episodes. And if you have any questions about our church or ministries, go ahead and email us at info at cotnaz.org.